Welcome to The Consensus. I'm your host, uh, Alexander Rowley. This is the first episode I'm doing, but I'm just going to jump right into it. Um, a couple weeks ago now, uh, former Vice President Mike Pence was invited to speak at Georgetown, and that kicked off a, a lot of controversy on campus as it relates to a wide range of issues from free speech to, you know, how should the university be approaching potentially uh, controversial and conservative political speakers. Um, some students protested, some students loved the event. Um, but I wanted to get kind of a, a baseline and an understanding of how students felt about the decision to invite Vice President Pence. So I sat down with Georgetown student Victoria Davis uh, to get her thoughts on the matter. So that interview is what's coming next. So welcome, Victoria. Um, if you want to go ahead and introduce yourself, uh, feel free yeah, to, for sure. to do that. Yeah, my name is Victoria Davis. I am a sophomore in the SFS, and I'm from Miami originally. Great. Uh, thank you for uh, for joining us here on The Consensus. Um, I mean, I think I want to start broad to begin with and just kind of get your general thoughts on, you know, everything from the decision to invite Mike Pence here um, the student response to that decision, if you went to the speech itself, what you thought of the content, um, what you thought of the protest that took place during and also outside uh, while he was talking. Um, we'll get into more of the specifics later on, but just your, your general thoughts to begin with. Yeah, um, so I am a big proponent of free speech. I think um, I, I wasn't opposed to, to Mike Pence coming, um, you know, putting my own politics aside, I was curious to see what he had to say. And I thought I was actually was kind of glad that Georgetown um, brought someone on campus who, you know, had some more quote unquote controversial views. Um, I say quote, because he's a very you know, moderate conservative. You know, I, I feel like they, they didn't really bring someone who's too, you know, out of line. I thought it, it was good to have some conservative representation. Again, that's those aren't my own personal beliefs, but I know Georgetown tends to be very liberal, so it's good to have some diversity of thought. Um, but at the same time, I thought the protesters were completely within their rights to protest. You know, if they felt like um, Mike Pence's presence was, you know, disrespectful to, let's say, women or the LGBT community, I completely understand where they're coming from given his track record. So I thought they're completely within their right to protest. And um, they, for the, for the most part, I thought it was done in a rather respectful manner. You know, they weren't screaming at him or, you know, being violent by any means. They just walked out and then they started chanting. You know, it was very much peaceful. So both the geopolitics for inviting Pence and the protesters, I. I think that was a perfect example of, of free speech, and I think it went pretty well. Got it. Um, yeah, that's interesting. I, I, I guess there are probably a lot of people like you, but um, I guess the loudest uh, people on both ends of the the spectrum in this debate kind mm -hmm. of get pushed to the forefront. So you have people who who really love Mike Pence and like, how could you, how dare you protest him? And then you have the opposite side of like, how could you bring him here in the first place? Um, yep. So it's interesting to kind of hear the more moderate perspective, which I think is where most of us actually fall. Um, and 
as just out of curiosity, did you actually watch the the, the speech yourself? Were you there? Yeah, yeah, what I was you, there. Um, what did you think of what he had to say? Um, did anything surprise you? Was anything particularly interesting to you? Well, um, Mike Pence is a pretty vanilla guy, so it was a pretty vanilla speech. Wasn't anything yeah. too too spicy on his end, um, and I think. You know, especially being on a, on a college campus, I don't think he was going to say anything controversial. It was basically just, you know, we need to be united as a country. We need to you know, listen to each other, um, you know, bipartisanship. And you know, I, I don't, I, by no means do I, I, like, of course, I very much agree with what he says, but I thought it was kind of just, you know, nothing I haven't really heard before. Um, it was very in line with Mike Prince's personality, just like, yeah, yeah, it checks out. <laughs> um, yeah. But at the same time, um, uh, he did announce, he did, someone asked him if he plans on voting for Trump, if Trump is a nominee. And he said, oh, well, maybe there's someone better. I was like, oh, interesting. Mike, what are you alluding to? Um, my dad immediately called me. He was, he saw the, the, the live stream and he's like, what does that mean? You think he's going to run? But, other than potential, you know, future endeavors, um, the actual substance of the speech was fairly, you know, calm and pacifist. Um, and, you know, he, he was very much a, a proponent of, of free speech as well, saying like, you know, you gotta listen to each other and not walk out right as the people are walking out. But yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, uh, I generally agree with you. Uh, I don't think there was anything particularly groundbreaking in what he said. I will say there were, I, I, it struck me kind of as uh, like he was honing his campaign speech for when he runs in two years. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. And the, the only parts I personally disliked, and even like if you agree with the content of what he was saying, um, every time he attacked woke ideology, there was just a part yeah. of me that was like, you're on a college campus, even the college students that agree with like the core idea of the point you're making you're this is just a perfect way to lose the crowd um yeah and... no, I, I definitely hear that um using words like radical leftist crazy woke you know just those like buzzwords you know those kind of made me roll my eyes um but i guess it wasn't yeah. like, surprising given who it's coming from yeah, yeah. Uh, absolutely um and Focusing in kind of on the protesters themselves, I know you mentioned you thought, you know, they were they were perfectly respectful. They weren't overly disruptive. Um, did you I mean, what did you think of them specifically? Did you think it was effective? Do you think they kind of made their point? Um, I know some students, even those who actually supported the protests, kind of viewed it as like, if you're going to walk out, you have to have more than what I, I, I'm guesstimating and saying 15 or 20 people walked out. Um, I don't know if it was more than that. I don't know the actual numbers, but that it ended up kind of falling a bit flat. And then Mike Pence's response to it, timing the, you know, listening to each other and not walking out as the people were walking out, actually kind of, it made him look better than they would have wanted. And that the actual result was that for the people in the room, it ended up shifting more support to Pence and away from the protesters, um, which was obviously not the intended goal. But you know, what do you, what do you, what are your opinions on that? 
Yeah, um, I, I definitely understand why people think that um, when, as soon as Mike Pence said, you know, you gotta listen to each other and don't walk out, um, you know, I kind of I chuckled, you know, by no means am I like on Pence's side, but I was like, oh, that's pretty good timing. Um, I, I, I was kind of, um, you know, underwhelmed in terms of the amount of people that were walking out. Um, you know, it kind of seemed like it was more of a trickle as opposed to like this one united front walking out. I do think the banner was probably the strongest aspect, you know, just having in print right in front of Mike Pence, you know, that I think it said um, LGBTQ uh, rights or human rights. And I think also um, and gay rights as well. I, I forget the exact wording, but yeah. you know, it was it was a strong statement, and I think that was probably the the best you know aspect of the walkout. But the actual process of walking out, it was just bad timing and not enough people. Um, and you know, if I were in their shoes, um, I probably would have, you know. I don't know. It's it's hard to say because I don't. They, they couldn't have predicted, you know, what Mike Pence was going to say. There's no way of knowing. Um, but I guess just being maybe doing a little bit more planning about like, okay, we're going to this many people are going to walk out and, and like you know, making sure you have enough numbers so that it it's not just like a few kids standing up. Um, I was actually watching the banner the banner the whole time because I thought I was reading it and then I didn't really notice the extra people walking out because it, it just kind of felt like. It, it wasn't enough movement to actually catch the eye. I was too busy looking at the banner. Um, so I just, I guess they probably should have tried to recruit, um, like try to coordinate a bit better in terms of like the, the quantity of people leaving. Yeah, I mean, I uh, I agree. It's something I've heard a lot that if you're gonna stage a walkout, I think Gaston Hall where it was is like 700 seats. You need a, a pretty large proportion of that seats to make it effective, of those seats to make it effective. Um, but I mean, how do you think, I guess it would mostly be the people in the hall for this question, but also the wider student body. Like, do you think the protest affected how students were viewing Mike Pence? Do you think it was kind of like, if you liked him before, you like him now, and if you didn't, you still don't? Um, do you like would you guess that anyone's views about him or about politics in general were affected by any of the events that were going on um or was it kind yeah. of the net the 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 net impact was zero yeah unfortunately i think the net impact was pretty minimal to zero on but on on, on kind of everyone's side on, on the side of geopolitics for bringing mike pence mike pence himself i don't think he they changed many views um, and just and the same with the, the the organizers of the protest, they did do a, a good job, I guess, like disseminating information about specific legislation that Mike Pence has put forth. That's you know anti-LGBT and you know anti-abortion. Um, so they they did a relatively good job, I think, in actually like providing people specifics. And whether or not that changed your view, at least now I can I can think. I, you know, I was having conversations with my parents and I could actually name, you know, legislation um, that was brought forth. So, you know, for better or for worse, they, they did give people, you know, some actual specifics of, of why Mike Pence is, is not a good person. Um, but 
Georgetown seems like the kind of place where obviously people are very politically active. It seems like students and faculty and, and the overall you know, campus would have probably already had their minds made up prior to his visit. And again, the moderate, very uneventful um, speech of Pence, I, I doubt anyone you know, was swayed in, 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 a, in a different direction after hearing that. I know I kind of was just like, yeah, that checks out. Yeah, moving on. And I mean, do you think most most students supported his coming, even if they like yourself don't actually like him? Um, I, I I'm not sure. Honestly, I I I've had many conversations with friends, and I've gone back and forth about you know, does the act does does the student body, you know, care if someone who, you know. I assume most students on campus don't like him, just given you know the, yeah. the liberal demographic. However, um, whether or not they felt like his presence was dangerous, I would assume that's probably the minority, um, just because I think you know Georgetown hosts so many home, so many speakers. It's, I don't think students are um, you know most students think that you know Mike Pence the vice president you know his presence is is like a, a something that's going to be dangerous um and I, I think probably most students were like um felt like eh Mike Pence gross I don't want to see him but frankly I don't really care if he's here or not yeah <laughs> I assume there, there is more of an apathy and it's just the very very politically active students are the ones whose voices are, are loudest now yeah, I mean that's that's interesting. I I guess from my perspective, I think um it's one of the reasons that like I appreciate Georgetown in this regard, in that I think regardless of your politics, the majority of students, especially the politically minded ones, like I think if you really, really had an issue with Mike Pence coming to speak at Georgetown, regardless of what you think of him, and trust me, I'm I'm no massive lover of Mike Pence um but I just I think on some level like that's kind of what the school does that's why we came here like we're in DC and he is the former vice president um and pass I mean he's almost certainly going to run for president um and that even if you don't like him if you can't handle his being here um then you know maybe this isn't like the the environment for you on some level um i think that's a very core part of georgetown and the political culture of georgetown is even if you really dislike someone you really dislike an individual candidate or politician they're still going to have the opportunity to come and we're still going to have the opportunity to listen to them um and i'm not sure that that's something a lot of college campuses can really say but i think it is yeah. a huge strength of georgetown no, I, I definitely think that's, that's a very valid point. You know, anyone who applied and, and chose to go to Georgetown is aware that this is a very political environment. Being in DC, you're going to be exposed to, you know, politicians and people in the political realm of all this, across the spectrum. And, you know, if that's not something you're okay with, then you're, I think you said it best, like this isn't the best fit for you. Um, so I, I would hope that most students have that perspective. Um, and if you know you're one that you know only wants to hear what you think is you know appropriate, like what you 
agree with than than you know this DC and, and this and, and Georgetown is definitely not the place for you. Yeah. Um, and kind of zooming out and more generally, where how should the university approach cases like this, especially controversial ones? Um, how do you think with inviting speakers, you know, where is the line? Where should the university or, you know, clubs like geopolitics draw the line and no longer invite someone? Or, you know, should there be a line? Should we really be committed to free speech in its entirety? And if someone's ideas are terrible, no one's going to listen or, you know, they're going to get shunned. But is it the university's job to actually have a line to begin with? Yeah, that's a question that I wrestle with a lot. And I, I you know, have many debates with, with, with classmates about, you know, is, should there be a line? Um, it's my understanding that I think geopolitics now, they're kind of, they're, they're, the way of going about it is um, if, if a speaker has repeatedly made, you know, um, discriminatory statements or, or very, um, you know, outright calls for violence, then they will not invite that person. But, um, you know, if they're just controversial, that's not a, a reason to exclude them. Um, I, I, I know my own personal belief is, is barring um, individuals that, you know, have been involved in, in violence or um, are, you know, have specifically been, um, you know, spoken in a discriminatory manner towards particular groups of people. Um, other than that, I really think that students have the right to be exposed to different views uh, you know, from uh, from all the, from both you know ends of the spectrum, um, but I know that I I wouldn't feel comfortable with a speaker coming here who you know attacks who who attacks you know LGBT people or attacks Jewish people you know and, which is something that's very topical right now. That's <laughs> having direct target targeted statements of violence or of of, of cruelty towards specific minority groups that's not something I personally think we can we can tolerate and we would know that based on their previous speeches so there has to be a level of you know, research and investigation and looking into this person's history um, but if they're just you know very conservative or very very progressive um, you know I, I, I think the more diversity of thought tends to be you know the better yeah I absolutely agree I mean I know one thing I've heard is that um, geopolitics specifically would not be willing to have to to invite someone or host someone that continues to cast doubt on the results of the the last presidential election, um, yeah. which I suppose makes sense. Um, mm -hmm. And you know, I in a, in a lot of the debate leading up to Pence's visit, it, I, I heard basically that it was his role in not casting doubt on on the results of the election that kind of allowed you politics to say okay you know he's not too far gone and we can have him whereas you know if he had kind of been done what donald trump wanted him to do which was overturn the election results or at least try that uh that would have been the line um do you think that's fair i mean personally i, I I'm, I'm okay with that 
Um, yeah, well, I, I very much understand, you know, geopolitics mentality. Um, and, you know, myself personally, I, I very much, you know, agree that casting doubt on the election is, is quite dangerous. Um, however, I, I tend to think that, um, that preventing certain views from being heard, you know, is, is tends to make them even stronger. You know, um, if, if you, if, if Georgetown really wants to convey the idea that, you know, that we should trust in our democracy, um, allowing students to hear from those who don't believe that, that, that um, premise, um, I think invites conversation and invites like people to question, you know, why do I believe in democracy? Let me, let me find evidence. Let me strengthen my own belief. Um, I, I, I say this as someone who's, who came in high school from a very liberal bubble and then going to Georgetown, I was exposed to people who, who, who considered themselves very conservatives and, and that made me have to reinforce my own beliefs with, you know, further research, further exposure. Um, so in the same, in the same vein, not exposing students to a certain belief is not gonna like quote unquote protect them or or you know convince them. If anything, we should bring forth people who disagree and then allow for debate, allow for challenging, allow for questioning. Um, in, in the particular context of the election, I'm still a bit uncertain because I, I very much understand the danger of you know spreading ideas that we shouldn't be trusting in our electoral systems. However, um, I I still don't I, I still have my doubts as to whether um, geopolitics is is procedure is is the best way of going about it. Yeah, I I I understand that. I mean, it's it's also tough for me and my my views on this because you know I'll betray my own politics. I'm a registered Republican. I'm not a hugely oh, enthusiastic yeah. one after you know the last six years of republican politics mm -hmm. um but it's kind of it's constantly a struggle to uh navigate you know every time in the internships i've done i'm talking to someone and i'm i'm, I'm usually pretty confident that you know they know the election wasn't stolen but every once in a while you run into someone and you it's it's always slightly awkward having that conversation um yeah and so like i've become very used to dealing with with people who you know really do genuinely believe the election was stolen but at the same time i think uh i don't know i tend to be very big on free speech but i'm not sure that the university itself um should be backing those viewpoints um yeah, I guess it begs the question if inviting a host, invite, inviting a speaker rather, it, it automatically means supporting their viewpoints. You know, that's that's a greater question. Yeah, I mean, that's it's a, it's an interesting one because like I tend for me, I draw the distinction of like, do I view something as being, you know, an actual opinion that can be engaged with or mm -hmm. do I think it's, you know it's off the rails. Um, and for me, like, on some level, if, if 
one genuinely believes that, you know, the election was stolen and there was massive fraud and Donald Trump is the real president. I'm not sure what I can do to engage with that in a way where yeah. if, if someone is just much more conservative or much more liberal than me, um, you're still operating off of, you know, on some level, the same reality. Um, yeah. So I don't know. That's kind of, that's how I justify it to myself, at least. I don't know if it's consistent, but. No, I, I, I understand it. And my, my views are, are constantly evolving on um, you know, geopolitics and stance. And I think as, you know, I'm, I'm a sophomore and as, 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 you know, I continue being a part of geopolitics, I, you know, ask me in two years and then we'll see, you know, how I feel. Yeah. So, I mean, kind of the, the last topic I wanted to hit was George, I mean, we're kind of already discussing it, but Georgetown's culture of, of free speech, do you think, um, especially in comparison to other college uh, colleges and universities, do you think we tend to come down more on the side of free speech or is that kind of, I, I guess, an empty promise from the university and, you know, they back free speech where it's convenient, but when there's really pressure, it kind of disappears um yeah i know the the case that got a lot of attention a few months ago i don't know if you followed it was Ilya shapiro who was the the mm -hmm. law school executive director who never actually served as law school executive director because uh he made some tweets about biden's supreme court nominee was placed under investigation eventually reinstated and then he quit in protest so i don't know if you you, you kept up with that specific case but generally what are your thoughts yeah that specific case was before i was a student but i, I am familiar with it um overall I, I i i can't really compare to other college campuses you know i've, I've only ever experienced georgetown's culture um but i think for the most part the university does a pretty good job just kind of stepping back and saying all right you guys you know various clubs various student organizations kind of you guys have you're within your right to do what you want and you know we're we're, we're not going to intervene you know allowing allowing red square to be you know have chalk or allowing um you know he, he, allowing healing on to have be, be decorated in certain ways um for the most part i think georgetown is not too controlling or interventionist in, in that aspect um however i think the university tends to be permit, you know, kind of a little bit of a, a bias in terms of what is what is acceptable. Um, I know that recently, the um, I think it was uh, the College Republicans had a a memorial for victims of communism by you know they had they had uh, flags on healing on and um, banners commemorating you know, the lives lost. And then within minutes, they were spray painted with a hammer and sickle, you know, some protesters. Um, and I don't really know if, if the university has done much about it, you know, and, and, and that's not that's not free speech. That's like defamation on the on the behalf of whoever spray painted there. That, that is an affront to the free speech of, of, of GUCR. I don't know if this university has really been following up on that. I've been talking to students and they're just saying, yeah, we're, we're just waiting you know for something to happen um whereas ha if it had been the reverse if if you know defamation had been sprayed onto uh, the, the signs of a, of, a, of a more liberal club 
I think there'd be a lot more uproar. Um, I don't know how much of it is in the control of the, the administration and of the university, but rather of the the mentality of students, the atmosphere among among undergrads, how much the university has influence over that, I don't really know. Um, but to answer your question, I think overall, um, the university tends to let students do and express themselves as they please. Um, in the case that you mentioned earlier, there, that kind of left a sour taste in my mouth thinking like this, this individual, I very much disagreed what he had to say, but was kind of almost bullied out of his position. Um, and that kind of was contradictory and antithetical to what Georgetown at least pretends to represent. Yeah, I, uh, I actually did not know about that, but that's, that's very mm -hmm. interesting. And I, I absolutely agree with what you had to say. Um, and I guess it's interesting, like the, the 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 point you brought up in relation to how much power the administration itself actually has versus how much of it is, you know, the student culture. Um, yeah. And I mean, would you say the student culture is accepting of, I mean, differing viewpoints, I guess on a college campus, differing really means conservative or Republican or right of center yeah. in some way most of the time. Um, but do you think that the campus culture, student culture is, you know, there's a place for that, or do you think it's 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 ostracized? I, I frankly, I'd I'd say that um, campus culture is not accepting of conservative viewpoints, and I say this as someone who, you know, registered Democrat. I I I, I definitely you know don't agree with what a lot of conservatives have to say, but I'm I'm very willing and excited almost to to engage with with differing views. Um, I don't think that's the case for the most of the student body. And I think the most recent example, um, a student was running for, for GASA and this person's affiliation with the club who you know they were no longer part of, but two months after they were no longer part of the club, the club hosted a, a speaker that people deemed transphobic. Therefore the student was being retroactively canceled. And it was just such a stretch. Of like you know this this girl is no longer part of this club however they're angry that she was once part of it and it's just it is such a stretch i think that students are so afraid of you know conservatism they 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 they, they automatically believe um these students are are hateful um and i i've personally spent a lot of time with with um kids involved in, in gucr and i know that's their biggest frustration is just we can't talk to people on the other side. You know, they, they feel like the bipartisan coalition, which I'm a, a big part of, um, doesn't really want to have conversations with very, you know, far extremes. Bipartisan kind of sticks to, to, to moderates. And I know students on who are, are, are more, more like very conservative or, or very nationalist feel like there isn't really a space beyond their own bubbles to have cross you know partisan conversations or without with, with the risk of, of being canceled or called you know very derogatory terms yeah i mean i i i generally agree with that i think i am i'm not even gonna say lucky like i'm not that conservative um i'm not mm -hmm. particularly far right and i will still i'm very conscious of 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 the people i'm talking to and the views that i express here um yeah and you know i don't actually i 
off the top of my head, I don't think I have many, if any, views that would get me canceled, but I'm still very cognizant of of where I am when I'm talking about politics here. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I, you know, that we've kind of, we kind of hit all the, uh, all the things I wanted to talk about. Is there anything else, any other opinions you have on, on the kind of free speech topic or Mike Pence's visit that I didn't, we didn't get to? Yeah. Um, I know. I think we would cover basically, you know, everything that I wanted to express. Um, I know we're both pretty involved with, uh, bipartisan and I would say, you know, to anyone listening, I want to encourage um, as much diversity of thought in, you know, our, our roundtables and all, all of our meetings. Um, you know, going forward, I, I, I plan on being heavily involved in bipartisan in the future, and I want to kind of chip away at the reputation that we have of being like, oh, we're only for moderate Dems and moderate Republicans. You know, if you don't consider yourself moderate, I, I would love to hear why. I, I want to hear why you know you you have found yourself on an extreme chances are you don't think you're very extreme and i I think i hope that this club in in the future prioritizes um you know reaching out to gucr gucd and and facilitating you know uh, more discussion beyond just finding very limited common ground you know i the the spicier the better (laughs) to put it to put it bluntly yeah i i totally agree i mean bipartisan is a, a great club uh, a lot of great events so anyone listening that that isn't familiar with it y'all y'all should come check it out um i mean with that if there's nothing else i want to thank you for uh for agreeing to to talk with me um it's been great uh you made a lot of great points uh and i really enjoyed it so thank you no thank you very much i, ha- I had a great time chatting with you and i look forward to, to hearing this <laughs> yep should be out soon <laughs>